sitting here today looking back you're way ahead of the posse you know you, you were a leader in in that field yeah i think that we're reasonably good at kind yeah. of spotting things coming down the sure, road sure and, and you have a good team there now as well yeah and no, we've like, great team great management team yeah, now. Yeah. so it's not just all about me sure sure yeah and okay. uh, i kind of i started it right you know being at the start of all the businesses that we've done and i've been yeah. very much behind you know pushing the ideas forward to do them right but at the end of the day um you know i'm surrounded by people who are really talented and very, very good at what they do good the guardian irish business podcast is a tour around the entrepreneurial industry here in dublin and across the country we have the great privilege here at guardian of working with some of the most inspiring and influential small businesses in ireland and the people that run them who are forming and shaping the future of many different sectors of the Irish economy. I thought it would be interesting to chat to and learn from these people, which we do every day, but memorialize it in a podcast which could then be shared with our friends and clients and you, the listener. Welcome to our podcast. For today's guest, we have a serial entrepreneur who has not only worked for such powerhouses like Channel 4 and is a board member of TAM Ireland, but has set up several of his own companies like Digitize and Converge. Ladies and gentlemen, John Patton. So John, uh, take it from the start. Where did John Patton start this business? How did it all come to, to being? Um, right back to the very beginning of when I you left, left school. You left school, 1980, 1978? Uh, 1979. 1979. And um, I did a really good intercert. And uh, I did a very poor leaving cert, okay. having been... You know, got, I was in boarding school and uh, I got too involved with some of the friends I had there. Okay. And uh, I was also very involved in relations with some of my relations down in Tipperary and life was good at that point. Right. And, um, but anyway, the net result was I came out with a poor leaving cert. And believe it or not, my first job was in McDonald's. Okay, good breeding so, ground, I believe. Because I could get nothing else because it was a huge amount of unemployment at the time. Right. But I worked there for about three weeks. And I very quickly copped on uh, that, um, you know, I, I'd come from a middle class background and I very quickly copped it that uh, if I was going to keep going this direction, I wouldn't be going very far. Okay. And a lot of the things that I'd seen when I was growing up just wouldn't be available to me. Right. So uh, that inspired me there and then more or less to get my act together and get my head down. Right. And dare I ask, John, I would have left school in 1980 myself failed to pass French in the Leaving Cert, so college wasn't really available for me. W was the Leaving Cert the, the cause of you not going to college? Yes, or? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Not a good Leaving Cert. Not a good Leaving Cert, okay. And I wasn't brilliant myself, but still got through it. But look, it's I think it's fantastic, and especially in this day and age where there's so much pressure on, on kids to do well in the Leaving Cert, mm. that there is life after the Leaving Cert, you know? A oh, lot of life. Yeah, completely. I mean, so realizing where I was mm. at that point in time, even at that stage, mm. uh, set the scene for me to um, set my, uh, my, as you say, my North Star, which was to uh, get on in life and try and achieve. You didn't get a degree yourself. Uh, would this influence you now when hiring someone or would you hire somebody now who hadn't a degree? Uh, yes is the answer to that. I would hire somebody who doesn't have a degree. It's not a prerequisite uh, for for us. I think 
talent, experience and, and vision are all the things that we'd like to see in somebody. Um, so ironically, I'm the only person who works in any of our businesses uh, who, who hasn't got who a hasn't degree. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the kind of education arms race that we've now got where people are convinced that the only way they can go up in the world is by having points. a master's. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. the reality is, is um, if you're walking, walking into an employer and if you have phenomenal experience mm. and a track record, mm. you're always going to go places and people are always going to want to hire you. Yeah. So I think that's far more important. Very good. I, I would see here personality and ability uh, are, are as important, if not more important than the technical qualifications. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I know people who've, you know, employed people with masters and mm -hmm. so on. And the expectations in a lot of cases when people walk in the door that they, they you know, they're automatically just going to be given a lot of huge salary and yeah. all the rest of it. Whereas the reality is a, 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 an employer expects something in return. Sure. And sure. you've got to demonstrate your ability to to produce that and yeah. that's when the rewards come absolutely another key word i look for is attitude that people's attitude is just so important nowadays uh, agreed i've seen a uh, reduction in attitude or application uh the last five years so yeah it's it's getting harder to find a, a good attitude person or yeah, in Dublin in our business, there's enormous competition for talent um, because we do have Facebook, we do have Google, we have Twitter here, we have TikTok right. and so on and, and many others in, in, you know, in the tech space. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anybody, you know, they, they are actively recruiting on the ground in, in, in Dublin and you are in competition with these companies. Right difficult to compete at the salary levels they're offering so you're offering the, the softer things like good uh, conditions of employment and a good team and opportunity yeah i mean i think you you come away from working in a business um like ours with a more rounded experience right. which is more um i mean there there is talk now about people who work in some of these tech companies that they can't really work in anything uh, other than these companies sure now, there's plenty of places for them to go to yeah. within that world, but the the general business grounding mightn't be as good as you might get with working with somebody like ourselves. Right. And and did you have an inkling then, John, what your passion or where your direction was going to be, or did you stumble upon it? I think, like many people in in advertising and media, I actually mm. stumbled on it. Okay. Although my dad was in uh, the media game, he was in PR. Right. And uh, he was one of the first practitioners in Ireland uh, in that business. And we grew up with media and we oh, grew okay. up with journalists. Blood. There is. And, and okay. I, I come from a family of six uh, siblings and three of us. In fact, four of us are in communications, okay. video, advertising, PR. Right. So right. Um, it's in the blood. Okay. So from McDonald's, where did one go? Um, I got a job in the Irish Agricultural Wholesale Society. Right. Thomas Street. Thomas Street. Mm. And uh, I, like a lot of people in there, I started in the post department and uh, but quickly migrated into uh, one of the departments there and 
did a, a, a good job. I know uh, that they they valued what I did uh, right. as a youngster, and uh, uh, but basically the prospects that I saw there didn't really add up for me, and the pay was awful right, right back right. then. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I ended up in Sunday Tribune, Part One. Right. Right. Okay. And that was my. I suppose, stepping off into media at right. that point in time. And what was your role in Sunday Tribune then, John? Like, was this post-boy, senior post-boy at this stage? No, it was, no? Uh, believe it or not, circulation manager, which okay. I managed to blag my way into. Right, right. And uh, so uh, I stuck with that. And um, unfortunately, Sunday Tribune Mark 1 went bang. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then um, I had a car accident shortly afterwards. And uh, I eventually landed in Sunday Tribune Mark II. Oh, okay. Right. With Vincent Brown and Co. Right. And uh, uh, started selling advertising. Right. Okay. And that was all manual stuff, picking up the phone, picking up the people. phone, and all the rest of it. Right. But I developed a specialization which actually made a lot of money for the Sunday Tribune. Okay. Can we ask what that was? Uh, financial advertising. Okay. Because I got, I'd got to know a lot of people in that sector. Right. And um, so it, it was a big uh, earner for the Sunday Tribune. Okay. So Sunday Tribune was in its prime then. Yes. So you should never have left because after you left, it just yeah. didn't go well for the Sunday Tribune. Well, I wouldn't say that. Not but so, no. but uh, I had, I did want to do something uh, uh, quite pointed uh, around business and finance and had put it to the people in charge at the time that we should launch a dedicated uh, supplement right. because we were making so much money from financial okay. advertising. Right. And uh, it didn't get buy-in. Right. And a year later, the Sunday Business Post was launched. Okay. And essentially, I would suggest ate a lot of the Sunday Tribune's lunch at yes, that point yeah, in time. Yeah, I, I would have bought the Tribune and switched to the Business Post at the time. Yeah, I'd agree with you. So uh, right. it was missed opportunity and a shame. Right. Uh, and you didn't switch over to the business post, no? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I launched a, a venture, my first uh, entrepreneurial venture, okay. which was a, pe a pizza restaurant right. back in uh, 1986. And uh, uh, it didn't go well. Oh, right. <clears throat> okay. You just were 30 years too early. Um, I Because I, I, I was used to kind of moving mountains in in moving let's say uh, uh advertising space i was used to accomplishing stuff i yeah. i felt i could translate that into what i was doing with this fast food uh restaurant right. the location was wrong and no matter how dedicated you were yeah uh, you weren't able to it wasn't possible yeah. to make that yeah. that fly there was no delivery then there was indeed there wasn't okay. and actually okay. it probably would have been great for that business because yeah. it, the product yeah. was really good right right so so Good I, to hear you've had a failure, John. Yes, because indeed. I think it, 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 yeah, it certainly helped you along the way. I'd say. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That, okay, you, you kind of learn from that in right. a big way. Right. Um, after that business went under, um, uh, I had an offer from independent newspapers to, um, to to work for them, and I said that I didn't want to work for them directly. Right. But could I have an agency, please? And I'll sell for you on commission. Okay. Okay. So that's right. how I got into uh, what is now the business that we do, which okay. is media representation. Right, right. And it has laterally encompassed technology. Okay. So how long did you stay in independent newspapers? 
we I had a connection with independent newspapers until 2001. Right. And uh, at that point in time, we'd already um, won the business for Channel 4. Okay. And began representing Channel 4 in Ireland and running their business for them in Ireland. When you say we, that was you on your own? You, you... That was me and people working in the business. Outfit. Right. Okay. So at that point, so you made the break as an employee, or even though you're on a commission basis. Yeah, yeah. No, and, that and was said, always a it, that was always an entrepreneurial venture. It okay. was never me working directly for them. Right, right. Very which good. is because having run a business, even though it hadn't been very successful at the time, yeah. I did have this. Um, I needed to do it for myself. Very good. So, so being that Channel Four is now the bedrock of your career and the business. Uh, how did you land that, John? How, how did that come across your door? Um, really by spotting the opportunity and and pursuing them and putting a really good case in front of them to right. actually do it. And in fact, when we went, this is when uh, Channel 4 split from uh, ITV sales back right. in uh, 93 okay. uh, or prior to that in 92 because there was some preparation for that. Mm. They weren't planning to do anything in Ireland. Okay. And we... Could see I could see and and uh, uh, I I went to them and and made the case to actually do it and a, a case was made and um the which what was very interesting was the revenue we predicted for them in year one yeah came in within five euro or five wow. pounds at the time wow. very good so we we'd got it really right great great and uh, so. That's the company progressed from there. Okay. And uh, so in the meantime, it's, you know, it's the association has been there a long time. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that that is because, you know, we've done the business for them. Very good. So we've always had the philosophy of uh, to kind of send the money, but not grief. OK. And we okay. just get on and just solve do the, the problems. Yeah. Just right. do the job. Very good. Good. So you're nearly 20 years with that agency now. I think you'll find that's longer. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, I thought it was early, early 2000s, but it was 90s, late 90s. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and to this day, Channel 4 is. Channel 4 is a very good partner of ours. Yeah. And uh, we've, I mean, we've gone on and developed other, other parts of the business, sure. which are not in conflict with Channel 4. Well, maybe break that to us because in my time that I've known you since 2005 now, we became your accountants in Channel 4, but quickly. Uh, to me, as, as an outsider, you identified a further opportunity, and that is now Digitize. Tell yeah. us about Digitize and why you 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 formed that company. Yeah, at, at the in two thousand and eight, uh, we we launched Digitize. Um, it was becoming clear that digital was becoming uh, a, a much bigger thing at that point in time. And what was also interesting was that the skills that we had uh, for selling television mm. were readily um, transferable to digital. Very good. Right. So uh, we started digitized at that point in time. Right. I have to say, John, sitting here today, looking back, you're way ahead of the posse. You know, you were a leader in, in that field. Yeah, I think we... Yeah, I think that we're reasonably good at kind yeah. of spotting things coming down the sure, road. Sure, and, and you have a good team there now as well. Yeah, and no, we have like great team, great management team. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just all about me. Sure, sure. Yeah, and okay. uh, I kind of I started it. Right. You know, been at the start of all the businesses that we've done, and I've been yeah. very much 
behind you know pushing the ideas forward to do them right but at the end of the day um you know i'm surrounded by people who are really talented and very, very good. good at what they do good great great to hear so so digitize flourished quite quickly yes the next stage uh digitize may have may have been around for four or five six years before you spotted another opportunity would that be fair to say yeah so <clears throat> digitize always differed from i mean there were other companies selling digital advertising space in dublin other independent irish companies but digitize always had a very technical approach to its business and had a technical discipline in it right and um it conquered big data when a lot of people were just talking about big data digital actually conquered it and did it and had an in-house um expertise in that area and we invested in a lot a lot in that part of the business and it it drove success for for digitize particularly on on um, an ad network that we owned called adshore okay and so um that that enabled the business to progress and that technical edge always gave digitize an edge against its its competitors very good interesting you say that john so again we're speaking of a number of years ago Mm -hmm. how have you maintained that competitive advantages now uh, how are you still at the forefront? Um, I, I I think we've always adapted to to what's been around and what's what's coming, and to to that end, uh, we we launched Converge Digital back in twenty fifteen. Right, and Converge Digital um, encapsulated a lot of the experience that we built up in Digitize and put that into a platform. Right. Um, which a number of people are now using in Dublin very successfully. Okay, so you license that out to people, do you? Well, Converge gets involved and and actually provides a service to right. advertising agencies and publishers. Okay. Allowing them to trade between themselves, to buy and sell advertising between them. Right. Well, one of the reasons we did Converge was uh, because we had used a number of third-party platforms ourselves, which were... You know, acquired or they changed the rules and right. and and we found it, it very difficult to to have a reliable platform that we could use okay so that was a big influence for us to actually come up with converge right and develop it very good and john could i ask the three companies are they in conflict or competition with each other or do they uh, complement each other i think they completely complement each other okay and i think between uh we, we, we've got a depth with, you know, the fact that we have uh, sales on the linear TV side, which is conventional broadcast TV. Sure. Digital sales and then the digital platform or the platform, a, a, a an advertising delivery platform. It gives us an edge that okay. others just don't have and a sure. depth in the market. I'm, I'm right in saying or am I simplifying it and saying you're a one stop shop like somebody can come yeah, to you. No, completely. Yeah. For if you're a publisher or an ad, ad agency, mm. um, well, particularly if you're a publisher, if you're a major publisher and you have, um, you know, a product um, that needs to be sold into the mm. market, we we're in a position to sell it and then host Very good. the advertising. So if you get one customer. Do you end up really getting three customers or can all three companies get value out of that one customer? I, I wish it was as simple as that, okay. but but, but uh, no is the answer. But, right. but there are 
you know, some of our partners do work across, you know, the, the various services that we we can provide for them. OK. And what about Channel 4? Would they be a, a, a client of, well, Channel 4? Channel 4, 4 works with, with MediaLink uh, and Digitize. So Digitize represents Channel 4 and uh, All 4. Right. And All 4 is now uh, one of the linchpins in uh, Broadcast FOD in, in Ireland. Okay. Comfortably within the top three, let's say. Right. I won't ask you about any of the current circumstances of Channel 4 and privatization or in the uk or is that years away or um i think it's i think it's i think it's it's years away and um i think we all know it's quite political right and right. uh so we will we, we'll wait i wait and see what what emerges from that okay so that's a firm no comment <laughs> <laughs> that's a firm no comment good uh yeah, uh, I, I suppose that's that's a synopsis of, of the three companies in, in the group now at this stage, right? Uh, sitting here in spring 2022, uh, difficult environment. We don't know where things are going. How do you see or where do you see the group and you going for the next three to five years, John? Have you any foresights or any plans, any expansion or, or what what's your outlook at the moment of the industry? Um, <clears throat> and we've always done reasonably well in recessions, ironically. Okay. But but um, I think I think we're we're still very much about growth. We want to to grow our businesses, right? All of them. Very and good. and we and are, are you seeing that in Q one of twenty two? Uh, yeah, modest growth. Okay. In in, okay. in Q one, but I think we're not just kind of looking at you know organic growth here. Right. We're constantly looking at new things that we can do, and we're always pursuing ambitions. Okay, and just on that, then, uh, and I should have asked you: Do the companies only operate, and are the customers only in Ireland, or are you looking at, at expanding abroad, UK, or are you restricted to go to UK, or is Europe, or is it a worldwide service? So, MediaLink and Digitize both have a, an Ireland-only focus. Okay. Converge. Um, we do have international uh, ambitions Good. for Converge because it is a, a technology platform business. Great. So it doesn't need to kind of restrict itself to Ireland. Right. And there are very active conversations going on right now. Very good. And yeah. Enterprise Ireland supported Converge Yes, indeed. Initially. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, fair play to them. Yes. They, yeah. they gave us great support. Right. And we, um, yeah, no, we very, very much... Uh, large ambitions one day for Converge. Good. Uh, I, I would suspect those ambitions will require finance, John. What's your attitude towards equity versus loan debt? Uh, any opinion on that or, or what's your thoughts? Have you have you been burnt in the past or would you have a... No, but I've spoken to others who have okay. and, and um, I'm very much uh, of the view that uh, if you can run on your own finance, do so. Good. Um, <clears throat> I think um, the expectations of people coming in uh, for equity and so on are often very large. And I'd agree. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not so sure I'm comfortable with that. Right. Uh, that's not to say we wouldn't raise equity, right. but I think we would uh, raise it on the basis of a, a very uh, strong business plan and a very strong track record okay. with money in the bank and so on. Good. And all the businesses are profitable. Very good. So that's where we would come right. from. 
I gather from that answer, John, you'd like to retain control? Well, uh, yes, as being the leading shareholder in the business. But I mean, that's not going to change with somebody uh, on an equity uh, basis coming in because you, you would be dealing with anybody who would be coming in to work with us on that basis would be working with the existing team right, right. of people that are there. Right. So again, John, looking at the business you're involved in, I admire you in that you seem to have stuck to the knitting. You've stayed in the sector, although you've you've branched out. Uh, do you see, and, and I admire you for your vision uh, to date, because you seem to have been ahead of the posse. Have you any magical insights for us or bunny to pull out of the hat there to tell us what's the next big thing? No, I don't actually. I, okay. I wish I knew. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're in a, we're in a very funny place right now with 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 media and 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 digital. And one of the biggest problems in the whole lot is the fact that we have a hegemony between you know kind of um, Google and Facebook. Right. I mean, between them, they suck up between. 75% of something like 75% of digital spend. Right, right. And it's a huge problem because okay. we're getting very little innovation coming through now right. because you know so much money goes to those two companies. Right. It's affecting everything. Okay. And it's it's actually not not good for media. Right. And not good for digital at all. Okay. You know, I'd say to you now if it was today, I'm not sure Spotify would emerge. Spotify is a client of ours by the way. Okay. We run their business here in Ireland. Right. I'm not sure Spotify would emerge. I'm not sure YouTube would 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 emerge. Although ironically, YouTube is now owned by Google. Right. But I'm not sure it would happen now. Okay. Okay. Because so much of the money is gone going into those two companies. Right. And Derry asked because I know you had a pint to eat on Musk over the weekend, <laughs> and uh, he, he you gave him advice. What would you feel of his acquisition of Twitter, good or bad? And from what you've said there, I'm just wondering, you know. Is it again too much control and too few people's hands? Or I'm worried about it. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, and that's the political bit of bit of me speaking. Right. I am quite political, although I don't. I'm not a member of a political party. Right. I keep a very keen interest okay. in in politics, and I'm very. Your dad was involved in politics, was he? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, so... we won't go there. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, he was, yeah, he was very keen, and my my whole family are. We're, you know, bar one of us, we're, we're, none of us are politically aligned. Right. But we take a very keen interest. Okay. And uh, I'm concerned about where where that's going to go. Yeah. And I'm worried about democracy, as we all are. Sure. We all have watched, you know, uh, Brexit, and we've all mm. watched the phenomenon that is Trump, mm. and you know. I just, I just wonder uh, with Twitter um, how it'll be, be managed in the future. Yeah, I, I would as well. And that's why I was looking to you for further insights, but you're confirming uh, you don't, you're not happy with it. No, I and I, I, I'm not sure what he's, he's going to be able to do with it that's going to really turn it around right. and make it into, um, you know, some sort of bigger machine than it currently is and more profitable and so on right that that's another word profitable mm-hmm. uh profit in my world is good mm-hmm. uh losses aren't good and come back to haunt you so again like it's it's a huge investment will it give a return or will it fail uh god knows yeah. and and uh 
you know, I suppose. I mean, it's it, it's a f- it's a funny play, really, given that he's got such a mega success yeah. in Tesla, right? And uh, you know, you, you, I would have thought he'd want to kind of concentrate his en- energy on that, right? right. But, but he's got his he's got his finger in several pies, so. Right. Um, and you support him in his Tesla days by buying a Tesla for yourself. Yeah, I do drive a Tesla. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's good. very nice. Good and. Uh, Happy with it? Yes, extremely happy Your with it. Your accountant must have advised to do that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. There did, was a yeah. certain guy. Certain guy. Good. good. <laughs> give me, uh, oh, tell me I should do it. Very good. Good. Yeah, no, it's it's really a, an interesting time as well, uh, just in those big three out there and what's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, do, you, do you see, is there any big thing you see coming that, you know, you, you think you'd like to do a bit of research on or that you think uh, digitize or Converge could branch out into or no no we're we're constantly looking um and but it's very much within the kind of bailiwick of what what we're doing now we we do see opportunities right. and, and we are pursuing them and a, a lot of it is down to i suppose timing because we have quite a bit in our plate at right. the moment and okay. uh and, and could I ask you John are you seeing because again your business are very successful seem to be very stable are you, are you having difficulty in uh, uh, attracting staff and uh, retaining staff versus the the environment in Dublin with the big players here? Uh, Actually, we 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 we're good at staff retention. Okay. Uh, get, getting staff in is a diff is a, is a different story. I mean, it, there's a uh, it's very hard to get talent at the moment. Right. Um, but we have. I'm glad to say we have a great um, relationship with our staff. Very good. And right. people do stay with us. And in fact, people leave us and come back. Okay. Okay. So I think that says a lot about absolutely us yeah. as an employer yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the various companies. So yeah. we're, we, we've got some very good, very dedicated people who've been with us for several years and um, long may that continue. Very good. And when I mentioned and you mentioned IAWS and Thomas Street, I believe you've recently returned to your old haunting grant. We have indeed. Yes, yeah. we're uh, we're in 61 Thomas Street. Uh, it's a brand new building Very nice. um, developed by Oak Mount. Okay. And uh, it's a beautiful building. Um, and it's allowed us to do something that we couldn't do in our older premises in that it's one large collaborative space and it allows people within the various companies and teams to kind of um i suppose collaborate on the hoof yeah, yeah, and yeah. over here and mm. have water cooler moments very good and, and could i ask you john today again back into tail end of april 22 how are you coping use hybrid working are you fully back or how are things going so we're migrating back into hybrid right that's the way it's going to be for us sure so we've uh, our office space is smaller than you know we would require if everybody was in but we see a big benefit in hybrid so it's a mix of you know at home people can get a lot of stuff done without distractions yes but you miss the the team thing and we do want the team thing sure and just the camaraderie yeah. working together yeah. so i think for for us anyway hybrid is the yeah. future yeah i i would agree to you and again in our office here 
we'd be 50% in every day and the learning by osmosis is brilliant. You know, you cannot do that over Teams no, you can't. or Zoom or whatever. And, and to see a huddle taking place, mm -hmm. an informal huddle, problem being raised, being discussed, a cup of tea, cup of coffee and chatting it out. And in 20 minutes, uh, a younger member has been helped along, solved the problem and it's been good for everybody, you know. No, completely. And um it's particularly when it comes to training in new people. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very difficult to do that on Zoom. Sure. Not impossible, but No. No, not impossible. I, I, and for certain functions it can be done, of course. But no, just interested to hear your opinion on and what you're doing. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. Hybrid working is, is pretty pretty suitable, I think, for, for us. It's good. Uh you mentioned a couple of people there in, in your life and career. Uh, was there a particular person who's influenced you to help you along or find where you're going in life uh, and to bring you here today? Um, I think I've been more influenced by myself and my own family and people around me. Okay. Um, so I don't have a business hero. As such. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I did come across one person who was not a business person who did who impressed me deeply, and that was a guy called Walton Empey, right. who was the Archbishop of Dublin. Okay. So I knew him. I was involved in youth work, so I knew him very well. Right, right. And uh, he, he, I found him deeply impressive. And would he have been a, a mentor to you anyway, either, not yes, just from a business he, point of view, yeah, but no, just, just yeah. a life coach? or you know. No, not so much, but, no. but, but, but um, I did know him well. Very good. Right. Uh, he's passed away since? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. No, God forbid. Uh, no, no, he's he's alive and well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not good at all. Okay. Uh, so, John, coming towards the end of our chat, to what do you attribute your success? Um, I would say persistence, um, sticking with it, uh, chasing something, um, trying to, um, spotting ideas and trying to. Uh, execute on them very good and and looking back now over 30 years nearly was there any particularly bad moment whereby it nearly fell apart or indeed was there any fantastic light bulb moment that you said this is it we're, we're now we found our, our niche or we we've we've hit the you know we've landed the best customer we could any particular moments stand out in your career um not not especially um i mean i i would say it was a you know steady progression over the years there were upsets i mean obviously i told you that um that i had a business failure right um nice to get it done early though <laughs> indeed and uh and also i suppose i mean there, i mean there have been some really tough moments right doing what what we've done over the years mm. and and um just, I suppose, just sticking it out and keeping at it. Right. Um, Would you think, looking back, did you make any enemies along the way? Did you fall out with anybody? I fell out with a couple of people. Fell out with a couple of people. Right. Generally, no. Okay. Yeah. With a couple of people I did fall out with. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. I think it's very difficult to be uh, in business without that. Yes. Happening yeah. at some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, good. Well, look, John Patton, thank you very much. Thank you. If you want to learn a little more about Garden, you can go to gardenaccountants.ie where you'll learn about everything that we can do. 
If you're enjoying the Guardian Irish Business Podcast, please do share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe, like and review wherever you are listening. Thanks for listening. Until next time.